Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, my name is Trent Baker from Breitbart News Network, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Radio.com podcast network. It's so interesting saying that. It's played out it after, what was it? What is it, Pat? Two years now. It comes to an end. Over two and a half. It been. It's, it was a, Almost two. Oh, it started beginning of 2015, I remember, I think. Uh, and the fourth and goal with JB and BT days turned into Brown and Troop, turned into Brown and Scoop, turned into Jake Brown Show. So RAP played out it. Hello, radio.com. And to open the radio.com slate this week, you heard the show with Anthony Becht. And today we have Trent Baker from Bright Bart News Network on. He is one of the head sports and pol- sports political guys there. And that's been a big talk, especially with ESPN and politics starting to take over there. Uh, Trent Baker. Trent, you can follow him on Twitter at Magnifi Trent, and he is not an Australian minor league baseball player. Uh, Trent, how you doing, man? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on. And from uh, Alabama, 205, Ruben Stuttered. Uh, that's like I, all I say when I say Alabama. I don't know who's from there exactly. Obviously, you know the Alabama Crimson Tide and – Derek Henry and AJ McCarron and all those guys, but uh, we got Trent on from the 205 right now, which is also my birthday, and we got to start with the guy who has taken over the headlines for multiple reasons in the last year or two, and that's Colin Kaepernick. Uh, do you expect him to get signed at some point during this season if a team needs a quarterback, or is the distraction really just become too much? Um, I think he's a bad injury to a good team away from being signed. Um, I think he's better than many players out there, but he's just so polarizing that the that signing him has to make absolute sense. I mean, where, where I mean, do you think it happens this year? You think in the coming weeks, if a guy gets hurt, if a Joe Flacco got hurt, uh, John Harbaugh says, you know what, let's because I mean, it seems like he should have been signed by now. I mean, there there's he's better than probably ninety percent of the backup quarterbacks in the NFL and. It seems like everything off the field is keeping him from getting on the field. Yeah, the Ravens now, after what his girlfriend tweeted about their owner and uh, Ray Lewis, um, I I think Flacco could break his leg and they're not going to sign him. Um, But I could see a team, you know, like the Broncos, if Simeon goes down, I could see a team like them, even with John Elway, I, I could see, you know, somebody like them giving him a shot. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, because Pax and Lynch, they have not showed a ton of confidence in. Uh, I mean, do you think his heart's in it, though? It, it, it's not like Kaepernick's coming out to the media and saying, I'm ready, I want to play. The only thing he's been, I mean, he's, it seems like he's just, he's he's a, what is it, a social advocate. I mean, I give him credit for everything he's done, and now he's donating a ton of money. But he has not come out and said, like, hey, I'm ready, let's play. It doesn't seem like he's too eager to get on the field. Right. Yeah, he he talks to, you know, he'll talk to Chris Carter behind the scenes. He'll talk to Sean King. Uh, but he himself has not 
you know, come out and said, hey, you know, sign me, you know, um, you give me a job. Mm-hmm. He, hadn't, he hadn't done that. And, it's, and that's what's really weird to me. It just seems like he's just hiding behind social media and just push, continuing to push his, you know, his social activism. Do you think, uh, what was I going to say? Um, do you think that, I mean, is Chris, I mean, he, he hates, I'll say this, he hates Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock hates him. Do you think more people because of this have kind of grown to hate Kaepernick uh, because of all this off the field stuff? Yeah, I, I, would, I do believe so. I mean, you you look at last year, he he wore that shirt with Fidel Castro. That was a pretty big that was a pretty big deal. That that, that kind of right there kept the Dolphins from signing him. I think you know they've got that big Cuban population. Uh, no way they wanted to upset the, you know what little fans are in in Miami. Um, especially with 90% of them being Cuban. Um, so it's just he keeps doing stuff that seems to, to be angering you know, more and more people. Speaking of angering people, Floyd Mayweather defending Trump's locker room talk and saying he speaks like a real man. What was your reaction when you heard those comments? Because I know you wrote about that. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that's not something I was expecting to hear. Um, not the brightest thing to say. Well... You know he can't read, so. <laughs> um, no, I I was surprised by it. He's probably there's probably some truth to it. I've been in locker rooms. I know how people talk. Um, you know, and, and that and what and what Trump said was behind closed doors. He didn't just come out, you know, and say it in front of everybody. So um, it, it was certainly weird. I I personally would never talk like that, but you know that's just me. ESPN side, a lot of people thinking politics getting pretty involved there. And Linda Cohen kind of said that and was suspended. Jameel Hill kind of called Donald Trump, our president, a white supremacist and was not suspended. Did you think that ESPN should have uh, gave her something, reprimanded her in some way? I do. I mean, I don't think they should have reprimanded um, Linda Cohen nor Kurt Schilling when they express their, you know, their, their thoughts on ESPN or thoughts on transgender bathrooms. Um, I think Jamel has the right to say whatever she wants about Trump. But the is- issue is that ESPN didn't handle it equally to, you know, Linda Cohn or even Kurt Schilling. And so that, that right there is, uh, it just shows their, you know, how hypocritical they are. Well, Schilling, I'll say this, has said several things that have added up do you think it's maybe an accumulation of all this stuff that kind of got Schilling axed? It could be. You know, there is. He probably got a lot of backlash, or ESPN got a lot of backlash for a lot of his comments. But um, you know, there's people on the other side who are probably upset with how often Jamel Hill, you know, pushes pushes her side of the narrative as opposed to Kurt Schilling pushing his. So, um, you know, it, it it's really just. I think the hypocrisy in it all. Yeah, and Schilling, I mean, you wrote about it today. He he said that ESPN employs some of the most racist people in sports. Um, I mean, do you agree with that statement? That seems a little outlandish. Um, you know, he, he worked for ESPN, so he probably knows better than, than I would. Um, I see guys like Bomani Jones, there's Jamel Hill, Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, those types. Um, you know they they've got their own they've got their own agenda, but uh, I, I don't know if I would 
particularly call them racist myself. They just um, maybe I, I would say more race baiting than actually being racist. But uh, like I said, Schilling worked there, worked with uh, probably knows knows them better than I. So um, you know, he's got he he probably knows a little bit a little bit more. Yeah, and I I, th- I mean it seems like just the controversial president that we had has made everything and every statement controversial and everyone pretty sensitive. Would you say that Trump has played a big part in what has gone down at ESPN and comments that have been made? I actually think it was happening before Trump, hmm. but then with Trump, he is you know he he is a big guy in the sports world. So just once he you know, came about and people actually started taking his run for president seriously. Um, that's where I think ESPN just kind of went off the rails as far as covering politics and uh, Kaepernick. Can we just keep politics out of sports? I mean, obviously it's a part of everything, but I feel like it's just become too involved and it's just causing too much trouble. Like Jameel Hill uh, you say we uh, swan about Trump and whatever, but I mean, let's, can you just can we just keep it to sports? You're a sports reporter. I don't think she. I, I'm not saying I disagree with some of her comments, but can we just keep it to sports? I wish, um, but I just don't see it happening. It just seems like it's getting, you know, it's it's increasing more and more, and um, until it seems to, you know, and it seems like right now it's it's affecting the bottom line. People are tuning out of. Uh, ESPN, they're turning it off, watching other things instead. Because sports are supposed to be our escape from the bad that's happening in the world, in the real world. And it just seems like um, we're just getting more and more politics in sports. And so we're going to find other ways uh, to, you know, to escape from the real world, whether it just be turning on Netflix and binging whatever show. Yeah, or just watching uh in in another way watching your games in another way i mean you only need to watch espn if, if your team is on there if it's monday night football i mean how do you see espn i don't know about folding but do you see a time within the next five to ten years where espn reaches its new low point and eh, they can't even more people than they already can and it's it's not the mighty wide world leader of sports that it, that it is now at some point it's going to um i'm not sure exactly how quickly but at some point, I, I, it's it's going to. It's just it's just headed that way at this point. Uh, you see, people people are just turning it off, and so eventually they're going to say, "We've got to get back to you know sports. What what made us the powerhouse that we are or we, that we were? We've got to get back to that, or else they're going to go bankrupt." Trent Baker, Magnifi Trent on Twitter from Breitbart. Um, what did you think of? Shannon Sharp's comments on and well first what do you think of the banner at Fenway and what do you think of Shannon Sharp's comments on that banner at uh, Fenway if you didn't see it uh, it said racism is as beautiful as is as American excuse me as baseball yeah that that was actually kind of kind of comical to me because at first everybody was so upset thinking that everyone thought they were the you know that they were promoting racist or racism um, and, and then the, within like the next 12, 24 hours, everybody started realizing, oh no, it's actually saying racism is an issue and we've got to get out of it. So, um, I, I kind of actually thought that was funny just, just based on that. But Sharp, he came actually from ESPN to Fox Sports 1 and he's kind of continued 
what ESPN, you know, what, what, what do you see at ESPN? He's now doing that over at Fox Sports 1 talking. Uh, he's really pushing that Kaepernick narrative that, you know, racism is alive and well and it's an issue, which um, I'm not sure if that's completely proven that it is a huge issue in 2017. Do you, Back to the ESPN, um, Rush Limbaugh. Limbaugh said, basically, ESPN losing subscribers' money because of Iranian assumption diversity is what makes country great. Um, I don't think he's right saying that, but, I mean, having Sergio Dip, who clearly was not ready for an NFL sideline report, just a guy having the time of his life on the sideline, uh, do you think ESPN kind of has focused a lot? I mean, they, even Monday nights they have ESPN, too. They play it in Spanish. They use an entire channel to do the same game in another language. Do you think that ESPN is kind of trying too hard to be diverse versus bringing uh, the best product to its customers? Yes. And look, I'm, I'm bilingual and I, I speak Spanish. I've uh, learned it in college. So uh, I actually think it's pretty cool that they broadcast it in Spanish. But um, when they put, when they put dip on the English broadcast, it just shows that the network is putting diversity ahead of talent. And that could be a major downfall for the company yeah i mean it seems like the i mean there's no disrespect but i think it's it does seem like they're just trying way too hard and it's i mean it's it's hurting their ratings for sure they've gone down and and things i don't know espn was is just a different animal than what it, what it used to be and it's it's sad to see kind of the downfall of a channel that we look at as a face of sports and the channel when we were younger when we're thinking oh turn on espn turn on espn you don't have many people saying now, turn on ESPN. Now it's like, let me check Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I grew up look, watching, you know, ES, I, every morning I'd wake up in the summer, it'd be 7 o'clock, I'd have to turn on ESPN immediately. And mm-hmm. um, now I kind of I kind of turn it on and I'm like, well, let's see how long I can go until I hear about Kaepernick. Can we get him a job? <laughs> yeah, it's... It's getting hard to watch. I mean, let's we need to get back to the days of the guy I'm going to talk to next, Stump the Schwab. Those were the ESPN glory days. And we need to bring Stump the Schwab back. Wasn't that a great show? It sure was. I, I was really young when I watched that, but I just that, that show was something else. Yeah, and my dad used to say to me, you're going to be the next Schwab. I'm like, no, Dad, that guy <laughs> knows more freaking trivia than anyone on the face of the planet. And when he would be stumped, it was like you beat God. It's like you beat the God of sports. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, man, those are the days. Trent Baker, Breitbart Sports, uh, writer, political writer, Magnifi Trent on Twitter. Uh, how do you see your Panthers faring here? A nice 2-0 star. Cam a little banged up. Uh, do you see Cam lasting this whole year and the Panthers maybe sneaking into the playoffs? If Cam can stay healthy, I can see them sneaking into the playoffs. They've got a really good defense. The offensive line is, continues to be an issue. I don't know. I don't know why they won't invest in an offensive line to protect Cam. Um, but I do like his new weapon, um, McCaffrey. I think he's going to be a good one. Yeah, I like McCaffrey. I hope he uh, gets those fantasy points rolling here in the coming weeks as well. How long do you think your Braves rebuild is going to take here? I mean, they've had they've had a couple moments here and there, but. It's going to be a long rebuild, or do you think they write this ship in a few years? I think they're about two years away. They've um, they've got their top prospects. They've already had a handful hit the hit the majors this year. They've got one guy who's been Ronald Asunia, who's been climbing up the um, 
in the minor league ranks. He uh, he should be making his debut sometime next year, and he uh, from everything that he's shown can be. I'm not going to put him on the Trout Bryce Harper level, but I think he has that type of of ceiling. Yeah, I think he he can get there if so, and and that's what the Braves really need. They they don't really have. They've been building their they they rebuilt around pitching, um, but they're going to need some bats to eventually show up. Yeah, and they're going to need some pitchers too. I mean, I I don't know. I like I like some of their bats, and and Ciarte is good, and you still got the veteran in Kemp, and um, you're hoping Don's Donsby Swanson uh, turns into something. Trent Baker from the two o five and Breitbart. Appreciate you coming on the Jake Brown Show, man. Talk to you soon, and congrats. Uh, I know you got a wedding coming up, so uh, good luck getting married. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yep. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.